Hello, this is Deb from Deb's Data Dojo, part of the Calling All Beings podcast network. Today I'm speaking to Chris Meyer, who is a longtime UFO researcher and an experiencer. He has had three NDEs and has been learning how to remote view. Chris feels the phenomenon is part of his spiritual experience and has been looking into it for over 25 years. He has been a host or co-host in numerous Twitter spaces and has been supporting spaces since they emerged on social media. Also, Chris enjoys taking beautiful photographs and many of them were of lovely animals and nature. So welcome, Chris, to the dojo. Thank you so much. I'm really excited. This is my first time. Okay, well, I've spoken to you since I joined with Twitter because I met you in spaces. So I'm excited for you to get a chance to tell this audience about your experiences. Um, and I would like to start at the beginning. So since you have said that you are a lifelong experiencer, um, would you like to share a little bit about how this began for you? Yeah, so it all began when when I was a when I was a toddler and or when when I was in a crib when I was a baby um as far since like my first memories I would I would be waking up in the, uh, in, the, in the night and I would just remember it would just you know I would, I would see the crib and it would just be like dark and I would just be like kind of like oh you know like waking up in the like waking up in the middle of the night not you know not known not knowing really what's going on and then you know as I got older uh it it continued but um it the, when when i got older when i would wake up in the when i would wake up i would be completely paralyzed and frightened that that something was was in the room and um i would i would manage somehow i'd manage to to get my get the covers over over my head and um and then I think the the paralysis would 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 give give away after like a half hour hour, and then like I wouldn't be able to fall asleep. I, I would I would be up like all night <clears throat> until like the morning, and, and then and then I think I I got some sleep. Um, but so, um, oh, so I asked my mom, my my parents like, oh, you know, did you did you used to like come in my room? Did you used to visit me? No, no, no. They never. They said that they never would come in. Like even when I was like a baby, a toddler, and then, um, so that that continued um, until uh, until about ninety, I think about nineteen ninety five, and that's when I was abducted. <clears throat> so this was after we we moved, and so it actually it it followed it followed me. I guess they call it the hitchhike hitchhiker. I think it's called hitchhiker effect or something but if i'll meet some the new place and then and then it happened you know it, it continued there and then um it, it didn't it wasn't like all the time it, it seemed to be like maybe like once once a year or once every other year it wasn't like all the time constantly but so then in um so it was about nine, 1995 that again i, I, w I woke up and <clears throat> you know, I was extremely frightened and I was, I had the paralysis, I, I couldn't move. And, you know, I, I just felt like there was something in the room. 
I, I knew it. And, and, and in like, it was like in the corner by the, by the door. And it wasn't like, I, I, I remember I could not, I couldn't like actually see, see it. It was almost like, it was almost like it was a shadow figure. It was almost like a shadow figure that, that was, um, like, um, like, like camouflage in, into the dark. Like, I don't know if it was like tra a transparent thing, but I, I never really saw like anything. I, I just felt like there was something in the shadow, like it was a sh like okay. in the something in the shadow. And then, so, um, so Chris, hold on before we go into more about what you saw and the shadow and the presence. Did you, um, ever speak to a doctor about having this experience? No, I never, never did. Never. Did you look it up about what it could possibly be? Um, n no, but I do know that, um, it is a common thing, like to have the paralysis. Mm -hmm. So, but, but anyway, but, but that time in, in 1995, that was when, um, I was abducted. My, my mind, like, I think it was my mind that was taken. So I was, I just remember being frightened under the covers, just, just thinking like, oh my gosh, this is going to get me. Is it, is it going to get me this time? Um, because all the previous times I thought the same thing, you know what I mean? I was afraid of whatever it was <clears throat> and then it was going to get me. And so the next thing I remember, I was transported to another planet and it was, it, it had the, the surface of Mars, but it looked like, it was like the moon because the the earth was right in in front and so i i never really understood like what that was like it was like the, like what 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 did it, what does that mean what what does it mean what what are they trying to tell me or, or something and then okay. immediately i was back back into my body immediately so after was that. it like a it was a super brief removal yep yep and then when i was back in my bed i i looked Okay, Chris, you froze here for a moment. I can't hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, I hear you now. You froze. Oh, no. It's okay. You're back. Well, uh, um, I don't know. Did we lose anything? You were saying that you were transported very quickly to yep. another planet that seemed to yep. be close to Earth, and you couldn't yep. tell if it was the moon or Mars because it looked yep. like Mars, but it was very close to Earth. And then you were yep. back in your bed. Yep. And then I remember looking out, out my window, and I, I saw a, a small, uh, a, a, like a, a little small white light above the mountain ridge that overlook overlooks our, our house. And it, it it seemed like it was a small small little light, and it looked maybe a mile away, like a, a where the where the mountain was, and it like skipped, uh, like it looked like it was a stone skipping off water, and that scared me, and I thought that was like so bizarre, and I was just like, what the hell? And then I um, and then and so it was like a, it was like a flash, but 
I I looked at the time and it was like it was like two or three hours went went by, and I have to I have to make make a point that this whole time I I was conscious and and awake like it was I was never in like a dreamlike state or a dream or anything like that. It was just I was like wide awake. It was I, you know I, I like making sure I was awake too. You know. <laughs> Okay, so um, was that the only time that you were actually taken? Yep. The that you time. know of, the only time mm-hmm. you remember. That seems yeah, correct. to be a key part of this, that people only maybe remember a little bit of these experiences, and then they kind of have to fall on other people or go to other people to get support. Um, because there's that sense that something happened and that they don't, they don't know what happened. And it's um, an eerie sensation. Yeah, I don't, I don't like, um, I don't like deny or doubt that I could be still experiencing that. And um, I'm just not remembering it. So that is, that is a possibility. And um so, so that, so that stopped I, I, that never happened. Well, I did have a couple, um, per, like wake up paralysis, um, a couple times after that, like maybe like 10 years after that. And, um, but there was no like sense in anything in the room. There was nothing that I thought was in the corner that looked kind of like a shadow figure. Like it, I, I remember, it was, nothing was ever like fully defined. It was just like it was almost like like it was like an energy that was that was in the corner of the room. Um, it's just weird. So that actually, that actually, so that that began my my spiritual journey, and I joined the Catholic Church, and I went to Sunday school, and I'm a confirmed Catholic now, and um, so. It did. Um, it did start my um, spiritual journey. Why do you think you picked the Catholic Church? That's a good question. I think. I think because my my initial um, feelings with what the energy was visited me once I um, once I started to fear it, like when I was probably six or something, maybe like five. Um, I don't, I, I just thought it was, I don't know. I just had the perception that, that, it, that, it, that it was, that it was evil, that it was, that it was trying to get me, that it was trying to, yeah, just trying to get me like, um, maybe possess. Like, I, I didn't know what, what possession was, but thinking about it now, like, you know, it, it could, like I, I still believe that it could have been um, an evil presence, but you know when you when you say it that way, there are some similarities, quite a few, between someone getting possessed and someone having an abduction experience. Um, not only are you basically taken over by something that's outside your own, you know, volition. Um, but sometimes you feel like you're hearing voices in your head, you know, like that's kind of, you know, like what people going through a possession experience. And then 
you know, the fact that you're moving out of your own control or being moved. Yeah, I, I've never heard voices or had any hallucinate, hallucinations, um, except I, I've, I've done acid like twice and I did kind of have a little, little bit of hallucinations with that. But besides that, um, no, but um, yeah, I don't know. Okay, so when you had that experience where you feel felt like you were taken, shown something else, and then brought back, did you ever get a chance to talk to anyone about it? Um, I believe I, I, uh, I mean, because I, I didn't sleep that night I, uh, again either. Um, and so the next morning, I, I did tell like my parents like I was abducted, and um, they just. I, I mean, I, they knew that things were visiting me. Like I, they, I was, I, they knew about the whatever things visiting me. Like I used to say it was aliens visiting me, because to me, actually, it was easier to to say that than actually describe what was going on, like what I'm doing right now, because it's it's still actually hard to even describe. Um, and you know, it's very it's a very traumatic thing, and and um, but um, so they kind of was just like oh. Like, oh, he's. Okay, unfortunately, it just froze again, but I don't know what that's about. Interesting timing. Every time you start telling more, freezing. Um, so hopefully, you'll be back in a moment. And in the meantime, I just am pondering again why so many people who are experiencers seem to be connected to the Catholic Church. And I have to wonder if it has something to do with. Possibly the Catholic Church appears to be more open to the supernatural, um, maybe because they've been pretty public about doing exorcisms, um, maybe because of the Vatican and their level of secrecy. I don't know. I'm really wondering what that's about. So we'll give Chris a moment to come back. Oh, he's totally out of the, the stream. I'm going to have to go, go collect him again. But yeah, I mean, I've seen The Exorcist, and I have to wonder if that was just like a invitation for people who might be having slightly weirder experiences, um, sort of an indication this might be the place to go if you're experiencing some, something that's beyond what most people understand. Okay. Hey, I'm Chris. Back. Yep. Uh, so yeah, while, yeah. while you went out, I was just pondering again the Catholic church and how mm -hmm. people seem to be drawn to them when they have these um, experiences that are harder to explain. And mm -hmm. what, I, what I was surmising is that perhaps it's because the Catholic church has almost advertised themselves as being able to handle um, some more of the weird things that happen to people. Oh, like, like, yeah. Like, um, like exorcist exorcism. Yeah, yeah, that that is interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know about that, but hmm. so I was raised Catholic too, Chris, and we know Diana Pasolka was raised Catholic, and um, mm -hmm. I just it's like over and over again. Granted, 
I have spoken to people of other faiths, of course, but I do have to take note how often people say they're Catholic. And I'm like, I didn't think that was like such a high percentage in the population, but it is what it is. It's just something to note. It's I find it interesting. So, Chris, I, it sounds like you didn't get a whole lot of support when you had that experience since you've come into yeah. the U UFO community and have been more vo ver verbalizing it and, you know, vocal about your experiences. Have you gotten some more support there? Yeah, well, so UFO Twitter and Spaces has been um, amazing. Um, that's where I actually first um, came out with my, my, my story or my experiences uh, publicly in 2020 2021 and um but but i feel like I, I feel like i need more like an experiencer group type of support network or like that, that's why i'm really interested in UA, uap med um so i i think maybe that could help me maybe process and deal with well you know things yeah, UAP Med is not actually an experience or support group. It's a education for the professionals, the medical, oh, mental right. health professionals. However, we do find out about support groups. So if right. you go to yeah. the UFO connector and um, do a search for experience or support, or I think you can go under encounters, there are lots of places like Opus, and you know, for experiencer group, um, mm -hmm. there's individual therapists who have started started making um, it pretty clear to people that they're receptive to helping um, experiencers. Some of them are really obvious. I think one is called alien contact therapy. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So I'm I'm actually really interested in that because um, some yeah like you know some of some of like I. Like it's just really hard to um even talk about um like the experiences because they're they're to, for me they're traumatic and like i still like and that's another thing that's something i want to talk about like i think th there could i could have like some of my health issues like I, I i i like as i've gotten older i've gotten more and more health issues like cognitive mental and, and physical issues and you know sometimes i think like maybe maybe some of the some maybe some of the experiences that i've been through could have been um maybe it could have contributed to them or something i don't know right so for those health issues have you gone to the doctor i have well yes um but just I making not, sure um, since you didn't call <laughs> yes, the doctor. Many, many many years of um many years of therapy but but i never i've never actually talked about like the experiences like as that could have been like maybe a cause or partly cause of it or a contributor never actually like talked about that so i would like to find a like you know a therapist that would spe that specializes in like you know alien or ufo experiences because that would probably um help me yeah so a lot of people end up going to hypnotherapist um just to get some answers and i'm on the fence with hypnotherapy um i do tend to think that once you do that other people are going to be more skeptical about what you discover um for a lot of reasons but 
if you're going to someone mm. who's maybe not even certified in a fairly secure way or convincing way, then, you know, that adds a lot of question marks. But another issue I have is, you know, once you've done that, you've kind of taken away the defense mechanism that your brain has already put in place. So it can be either to benefit by remembering or it can be to kind of damaging and more traumatizing to remember. So I, I have a lot of mixed feelings. I'm, I'm really on the fence. Um, but I feel, this, I feel the same way, to be honest. Right. <clears throat> I think ultimately, if you don't care whether or not someone else believes you, feel free to use a good certified hypnotherapist that's going to give you support after the experience. I'm just caveating that because sometimes people go to a hypnotherapist who hypnotizes them, has them remember their experience and then sends them out the door. <laughs> like you can't, that's going to be pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really worried about the, um, about anybody believing me, but it, it's more, um, like re like, uh, re traumatizing or, you know, having more, tra having more trauma and stuff like that. Yeah. I think one of the problems for experiencers is that they're already questioning themselves quite a bit. And I do wonder if like going to a hypnotherapist would just increase that. Like they would just be like, did it really happen? Or did the hypnotherapist trick me? You know, I think there's actually, like I said, more potential damage. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. But if, if you're curious, like, I guess there's benefit to just knowing too, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I am open to it, but I, I guess I would have to be ready. I would have to be definitely ready for that. Right. So another aspect of your experiences that you have mentioned is that you had three NDEs. Um, so yes. for those who don't know what that means, NDE stands for near-death experience. Um, and for someone who has a near-death experience, they don't simply die, but they have something happen um, to them when they've died. Um, they have some sort of event happen, um, uh, memory forms. Um, they sometimes go to a different place. There's actually almost a formula to what happens to a lot of people with NDEs. However, I would like you to talk about your NDEs if you don't mind. Well, so I think I've only had one actual NDA, but two NDA near near death experiences. Um, so the the near death experience that I had um, was was right after my aunt passed away from cancer in 1994. <clears throat> um, and um, so I was at a, it was at a after school pro program. And I, it was the hottest, it was like, to this day, I, I still think it was the hottest day ever <laughs> in my life. And we were, we were outside, it was at a school and we were outside. Um, the playground was like, connect it was connected to the asphalt of the of like the parking lot but it, the player wasn't in the, it was like off the um parking lot and so i 
I I was I was kind of like a I was kind of like just being like silly and I was like oh I'm gonna go on the swings I'm gonna swing really high and I'm gonna jump off and I was like telling the um <clears throat> I don't know what what it was like the person that was what like the people the the counselors I guess you could just call them counselors that's what I, I told one of the counselors or the counselors and <clears throat> so I get on the swing and I'm swinging 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 higher and higher and higher and I'm like watch me I'm gonna jump off and I'm gonna, I'm gonna be I'm f like fine. I'm just, gonna, I'm gonna fly or something. I, I don't know, something crazy. And so I jump off, and as soon as I jump, everything faded to to white, uh, and I, I felt like I was, I was floating. I had no weight. Um, all, all of my, all of my thoughts, my worries, just everything disappeared, and. I thought I saw like, and it was like all white light. And I thought I saw like in the distance, like something coming towards me. And as soon as I, I, I thought that something was coming towards me or that I was going towards something, I, 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 I wake up into reality and I feel like I'm floating down like, like a feather. And I land on a, on the curb, the curb that connected the playground. I landed on the on the curb that connected the the parking lot to the playground on my tippy toes, light as a feather, and I I'm 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 there and I'm like I'm like this like like balancing, and I'm like oh my god I just I actually flew like I I was like I was like what the, like I can't believe that what the hell just happened, and the the person that I the counselor that I told Grant was running over to me freaking out like screaming and yelling. And going crazy and then um i think she, she left and then i never saw her again and i i asked her like what happened i was like i just floated like light as a feather onto the curb and she would she just uh, couldn't say anything and i i don't know to this day like what she saw like i don't know if i just went like up and just landed i don't i don't know that was just crazy wow well, i don't know i don't know if you hadn't um actually had a collision with the curb which is you know what i would think would have happened um and you will kind of went from one place to another in a way that's difficult for them to understand i don't know if that uh, i don't know if nde is the right terminology for that um <laughs> but it was definitely maybe like an out-of-body experience that you had yeah Okay. I don't know. Pe people told me that that was NDA. So NDE. If you say NDA, NDA people yeah. can immediately hear like, I'm not signing a non disclosure agreement. No. <laughs> I mean, NDA. I know people were telling me that that was an NDA. So I don't know. So I guess, I, yeah. I guess I'm, I'm wrong about that. Well, if you, if you didn't nearly die, then it's not an NDE. But if you yeah. had an experience where you were essentially out of body, I would say we could call it an out of body experience. There and you yeah. I, you don't need to nearly die to have, have an out-of-body experience. Some people train to do that. I wish I had the ability to do that, but I guess I'm too attached to my body and really won't let go. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. That never it, That's never happened again. But um, except for the, the, the two other things where uh, I was at the Grand Canyon. I, I flew a helicopter to the Grand Canyon this was many years later. This was like 2000, um, 
2011 maybe or something like that 2011 2012 and um and um so i wanted to get uh we uh we flew the helicopter from las vegas to the grand canyon which is epic by the way like please do it if you can like it's kind of a little it's a little bit expensive but not really it's well worth it and we flew to the um uh the uh what is it called it's like it's the glass like um the glass walkway over the canyon where where there's a natural eagle formation in the in the canyon itself which is just really unbelievably beautiful and amazing and i remember i wanted to get there was a lot of people there and i remember i wanted to get a photo um as you know that i i'm like i love landscape i'm like a landscape photographer not professional right then but you know landscape and nature and and um the sky too of course so I, I wanted to get a picture and, and I, I went down a ledge and and it's all just completely loose rock everywhere, just like like a pile of loose rock, like this much. And and I knew that and I was like, OK, well, maybe I can be really careful. Like I was like holding on to the rocks like while I like backwards while I was going down, just like, you know, a little bit like a foot or two. And it, I still slipped. <laughs> I, I literally slipped and and went down went down like almost into the canyon like an inch and i just and it just stopped and i was like oh my god <laughs> like then i grabbed the rock and um so yeah i almost fell into the canyon and and everybody uh, and then there was only like 15 minutes or, or like 20 minutes before we had to like leave in the helicopter and the whole like crew they were all looking for me and they were like oh my gosh where's chris where's chris because they couldn't see me because i was below like everybody else i went like down a ledge on the county can on the canyon and they all thought i fell into the canyon i was like no i'm here i almost fell um and then the next time was a couple of years after that and i was swimming in long island Sound. wait hold on oh. did did you have any out of body experience or no was it... no okay so it was I just, just almost i just almost fell into the canyon so it was just a scary experience okay <laughs> yeah yeah and and then the next one was was basically kind of the same i i was swimming in long island sound I'm, i live in connecticut and um i got swept out by rip current and um when i realized that i was out of breath out of energy and i was like oh i was like probably 300 feet 400 feet 300 feet from the shore maybe Mm -hmm. or 200 feet to three i don't maybe that's probably not it's probably more like 100 feet actually if you think about it but it seemed like it was 300 feet um and yeah and um so i almost drowned but i'm a strong swimmer and i was able to um do my swimming techniques and whatever and i, I was able to save myself so yeah i guess i i guess i don't i didn't have an nda but um nda <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so so here's here's the thing. Technically, this is a good exercise for education though, because people need to think about this too. And I have questions about it also. First of all, um, we also speculate that when people are near death, which you were near death, let's not get that wrong. Um, that there's a like a stress response possibly in the brain. But it's really interesting because a lot of people like neurologists attribute the NDE experience to the stress response. But you clearly had the stress response and in two cases, no NDE experience. So 
I don't know how often they take a look at the people who have a near-death experience, but don't have like, you know, the tunnel and the visitors and the like life review and all those things. I think that's an interesting point and needs to be looked at because it really goes against that argument that NDEs are caused by stress. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that that is interesting. Um, and the the first NDA NDE, um, it wasn't really like it. There was no like there. It wasn't really like a tu tunnel. It it was it was really it was really white and it was almost and it was almost like from the like the from the that like that direction was something was coming. And I I thought it was my aunt actually. Like I. Okay, so so since the viewers are not able to view their listeners right <laughs> we're seeing each other but they can't um he's showing a diagonal direction from a distance coming towards him okay keep going yeah. chris and yeah no i i so i i, I don't know like that was r right after my aunt passed and i thought that was like maybe maybe my aunt or, or something but but then but shortly so shortly after that like the next year my brother got into a um a car accident and he um had a traumatic brain injury so so like so like looking back on it and and, and you know I, I don't know if it was like maybe a premonition um because he did he did die actually um and wow um, he's alive though. He they brought him back to life. Um, but he didn't. But he didn't. He didn't experience an NDA, NDE. You know, it um, just occurred to me that maybe the title of NDE is not accurate either, because people <laughs> who have them die. Like they're not near death. They die. You know, right. like it's not near death. They have actually died. Like I've known several people yeah. who have died you know, technically by what we call death, like their heart stopped, their brainwave mm -hmm. stops on their brain for a little while, you know, yeah, they that, that's died. Death. Yeah. According to medical science, as we know it currently, I think that one day we're going to have to better define that because you can stop a heart um, and have a brain still be active and you can have a brain uh, go inactive and then come back on essentially so I think we're going to need to redefine all of that in the future. But the term NDE, when, when you say it, it just like point out people actually die during those experiences. So there are other people like you who have had that out of body experience or something like that when they nearly died. Um, so the NDE term would be accurate then. I'm just it's it's, it's an interesting thing. Yeah, I agree. Actually, that's it. Is funny. Um, yeah. So, um, so then, um, so there's also um, a family connection. Actually, so my, so my, my, um, my grandmother actually um, saw a UFO over the church, um, her church, and mm. um, I don't know. I I feel like. I feel like it all began with her and then and then there is there is also a um a weird coincidence that happened this past may on or 
yeah, May of 2022. That I, I, it was an experience for for me. Oh no, you froze again. I wanted to know what your grandmother saw. Okay, so Chris is frozen again. Hopefully, it'll unfreeze soon. It seems like he's having a little bit of a connection problem, um, but it should be corrected shortly. But yeah, I have heard time and time again that there's a generational connection for people who have experiences that usually starts about three generations ago. Other people put it as about 100 years, which if you do the math is generally about three generations ago. So I would talk to your grandparents. If you're someone who feels that you're having um, some unusual experiences, maybe to speak to your grandparents and see if they too have had some unusual experiences. I really wish that I had been able to ask my grandparents. Um, my grandmother was definitely a little bit stranger than most grandparents. Um, she was the person who gave me an opal because she had read that opals improve psychic abilities. So I've always been curious about why my grandmother was so interested in some of the weirder stuff. And I never got the chance to ask her if she had seen a UFO. So Chris, you had been saying your grandmother had seen a UFO over the church when you cut out. Yes. Um, before you continue can you please tell me what that ufo looked like do you recall what she said about it so i've been asking her for years what it looked like and um i was actually watching leslie um keen's um keen. yep. leslie keen's new sh new um show and um she happened to be be be, be what uh, she was watching with me and there was like times I was pausing, like, oh, did it look like this? Like, like and I, I, I don't know why I never thought, like, why don't I just show her some pictures and see, see what, you know, see if it was, if it's similar to the pictures or whatever. So I, that's what I did today. And, um, it, she said that it, it was, it was black and it looked sort of like a, like a saucer, hmm. like, a, like a black, like a black saucer. That's hmm. really all that she, really all and she doesn't remember when it what when it was but um in in the actually in the um leslie is it keen or clean it's clean. kane kane sorry it's I'm okay sorry. she's I, I she's one of my heroes actually like i love her but i'm i apologize for messing up well, it's name. okay but, it's, um, it's spelled a certain way and it causes people to be confused i know <laughs> yeah, kane leslie kane and yeah. um so um they actually mentioned um that there was a there was like a, a mass site in in the like tri-state area connecticut um like new york like kind of like western connecticut though so i'm not sure if i'm not sure if that was part of it and that was early the early 80s so i'm not sure if that was when she saw it or or earlier she she doesn't remember unfortunately but um yeah and then so then my brother i actually just learned in the past year he said that um at the at the place where where I was abducted, my my mind I I it wasn't my body. My body wasn't abducted, but when my mind was abducted at that same where we were living at that same place, he said that he saw a flying saucer land in our front yard, and he literally told me that for the first time this year. And I was just like, 
what like why why didn't you tell me this earlier like you know what and, i think i think that people are feeling safer about having these conversations now and i yeah. think you're going to hear more and more people come out saying you know what i did see something you know or yeah. you know what i heard about my neighbor seeing something or you know I, what i hope so this is one of the reasons why i'm doing this like i you you know how how much i've delayed this because i really didn't want to do this but i'm doing this because i'm doing this for for everybody else or not everybody else i'm doing this for the community and, and i'm doing this to to um it's not so much for myself it, it is for myself you know a little bit obviously but this is it's more for you know it's safe guys let, let, let let's we if we talk about it if the more we talk about it the more we'll get the more likely we'll get answers and um right. i'm just trying to lead by example by by you know sharing my experience and and I telling everybody it's, it's okay you know it's safe it's also really an educational thing too right and it makes other people think and it makes us try to understand something that happens to a lot of people a lot of people have experiences with um paralyzed while sleeping and the medical community calls that sleep paralysis but why do we have that experience and why do other people when they have that experience end up being taken on a saucer you know like so is there are they the same experience are they two different things are there things right. that we still need to understand about humanity's encounters um absolutely we need to understand all of it um, and I, so, i've experienced both i've experienced being paralyzed and nothing happening no, you know not sensing anything in the room not thinking i see anything in the room and then and then i I have experienced that. So I, me personally, I think they're two different. I think they're two separate things mm -hmm. to be honest, like and based on my experience, in my, in my opinion, but, but yeah, well, we, if we, we, we need can to do find it out. To our, <laughs> if we can do it to ourselves, right. Which a lot of people do, right. Then of course, uh, if someone else is doing it to us, they probably figured out how by watching it happen, right? Or they, they just have the skill set and understanding of our brains anyway, which lends me to asking you, you know, you, you are going on a spiritual journey, so I wouldn't be surprised and I wouldn't hold it against you if you had a spiritual answer to this, but what do you think is happening with people who are going through these abductions? Who do you think is doing this to them? yeah that that is a good question that i don't have an answer to but what do i per personally what i think i think it is is it's it's certainly a higher power or or a more much more advanced uh conscious consciously uh like ent ent entity or, or or something like that like you, you you might call it like you might call it god or or an alien like but i feel like i feel like it's almost one in the same like w whatever it is might be might be like all the, all the same thing but 
Yeah, you know, I was thinking about today, and it, this just popped in my head, so I'm going to share this. And I, I have all these weird thoughts pop into my head all the time. But I was thinking about the fact that, by definition, all of our gods have always basically been from the sky. They've all had some kind of supernatural ability. Um, many of them have been described as looking humanoid or like us. Some of them are described as being part animal. Um, so the parallels between our descriptions of gods and our descriptions of non-human entities are essentially the same, right? But what gets me about it is if we were to resolve for a fact what God was, this God that everyone who likes God worships, with, with the exception of atheists, right? Um, granted that, you know, they, they have different names for God in different cultures and different religions. But if we were to resolve for a fact who God was, what God was, do you think that people would just lose interest? They'd be like, eh, it's like the whales in the ocean, not a big deal, or the sun, which gives us life, by the way. And everyone's just like, eh, it's the sun. <laughs> yeah, that, that that is something that I have thought about. And I, for, like, for me, I, I would, I would, I would be like, I would think that like, like, like the, the, this is how it is. Like this, like, this is the way, like, okay. Do you I, think I don't know, but, but I don't know. But I don't know what... Like, do you think that if we just knew, if we knew all about what that higher power was, then the mystery that... was resolved, the worship would go away because it would be like the sun and everyone just takes that for granted. I think, I think, yeah, they, they might stop doing that. But, but I think, but like that, that's what I think is really, really dangerous. Like that, that's what I think makes me like that's what scares me the most like because I, I, I to be honest I, like that that's when i feel like that's like the end of the world or the apocalypse but but at the same time but, but what i believe is like the apocalypse or the end of the world would be more like us transitioning into a higher like conscious consciousness so um so it's like end the end of life as we know it right now i i feel like um does that make sense? Or it's it's funny. I had that REM song go into my head that it's the end, the of, end the of the world as we know it. I don't know. That just popped in my head. But oh, but man. but the truth is that yeah, I hear what you're saying. Humanity would not be humanity anymore, right? It would right. Es yeah. essentially be elevating to something else that might not be human per se. Yeah. And, and, you know, when you do the parallels between, like, conversations about angels and stuff like that, you know, the spiritual guides, if that's what we were going to become, we would definitely have to move away from what we are now. Yeah, it's like, but, like, how, how are we going to do that? Or how is and it going to end up? <laughs> So here, here's a thought experiment for you, Chris. If some entity lands in a giant saucer, comes out and says, we're here to have you elevate to a higher level. 
you would have to give up your human body to become a higher being. Would you do it? And do you think a lot of people would do it? I mean, right now we see a lot of people resisting even the idea of like doing Neuralink. Um, some people are appalled by the idea of us becoming like cyborgs. But then there's a whole bunch of other people who are like, do it. Let's do it. That sounds awesome. I want to be part robot, you know? So <laughs> what would well, you do? Yeah. Um, I feel, I feel like I, I feel like I wouldn't do it because I feel like I feel like one I feel like once once you love like level up it's like you're you're in the vacuum of space and it's just really dark really cold and just really really lonely and you don't have and and you you won't it's like you won't have like a memory like that we have like today or like like i feel like th there's there there'll be things that will be missing like maybe um sense of wonder or sense of awe like like i always get that on earth like when i visit beautiful places like the grand canyon and stuff like that i'm just like wow this is just so stunning so precious so beautiful and um cuz 99.999% of the universe is just nothing and black and cold and ugly. Um, so, so maybe, yeah. Some people argue that's why the soul wants to live so much to be in the biological body, right? That we mm. fight so hard to stay alive um, mm -hmm. and really just you know, really want to be here, even if it's really hard, even if you have tons of bills and taxes and like a day that's a nightmare and you work 50 hours a week, you know, like <laughs> yep. you, you still want to live here and be a part of it because when you aren't living here, what the other option may not be, you know, you get wings and a harp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's really interesting. Um, hmm. lots of things to think about I know yeah. there's. I just had to throw out those thought experiments but I will tell you Chris if you watch Netflix there is a Korean movie that is about mm -hmm. what would happen if we had the ability to transplant our memories and our personalities via our brain into mm -hmm. a robot after death what, and what? there are other shows that have question that also there's another show like that on prime where um basically you pay for levels of heaven and when you've died you can transplant your personality and memories like into like a virtual yeah, system I, um that they sound interesting uh, that sounds interesting um if you want you know after the show you could maybe shoot me yeah. an email and let me know what, yeah. what, they're, what they're called because I don't I don't want you to get like a copyright strike or whatever <laughs> mentioned them on, <laughs> yeah, on here. Yeah, you can talk about shows. I just don't oh, remember. You okay. Oh, yeah, you you're allowed to talk about it. <laughs> I just can't play oh. their music. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, but, so, yeah. So my brother, yeah. So he never he didn't tell me like what about like what um I'm oh, sorry. Well, I wanted to go back into like um yeah. the youth my experiences, but 
but no do you want to do did you have something else to say though no i want to i want to hear you said your brother didn't tell you yeah so he he didn't tell me he didn't tell me anything more than that like i asked him more and he he, i don't know i guess he wasn't really open he's not really comfortable or open to talking about it yet so i don't i don't want to push him or anything like that well I, um, i will tell you real quick that i met someone who died temporarily after like drinking too much um and Mm -hmm. this was the first time i talked to someone about their nde like he died right and he said his experience was he was asked if he wanted to come back or not and he responded eh (laughs) like he just went eh and kind of shrugged and got (laughs) sent back that was it that was all that happened (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so. well i mean he, he uh he has my brother has died like three four times um he's he's overdosed and stuff um so oh, no. but um yeah um he's he's not doing he's he's having a hard time right now but um so it's probably partly why he might not want to talk about it or anything or he's not ready but but um but uh yeah so no i i was like looking back on the um like all the um experiences i've had oh well i forgot actually I, I forgot to mention the um the the ufos i saw so after so after the the abduction in 1995 uh, there was three three more times that i that i seen uh ufos um two of them were uh metal sphere metal spheres like shiny metal spheres and um it was like they were just like chilling watching me and one of them was uh probably around 1990 1999 before before um before 9 11 and then and then and then there was another one probably around 2003 um and then 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 the last one was in 2009 and that's the one that i actually the only one that i have a, a video of and it was two lights one like high up like in the sky kind of and then one on the the um like by the tree tree line and then those are two white lights can i ask so. you when you saw these objects i mean they obviously got your attention you really noted them at one time you tried to film them what feeling did you get when you saw them did you get a feeling of awe or were you just like eh they're here again um um the the two so there there was different um different feelings for 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 all of them but the two metallic spheres, I felt like they were, they were, they were, they were like, they were like checking in on me or something. They were like saying hi. It, it was like, I felt like there was a connection with those, with those two spheres, with those two metallic spheres. Um, then the two lights that I saw in 2009 that I, that I got video of and that there was two, there was also two military jets and two military helicopters that flew towards them and it, it made me think that there was a there was a third light below the or 
um like below the tree line that i couldn't see that made it like a massive um like triangle craft but there's no confirmation of that like i it looked like it it looked like it was it was like um the same color as the sky like whatever it was so it's mm-hmm. like like almost transparent translucent so I, I can never like actually determine if it was actual actually like uh, a triangle but the fact is it, it, it was two two lights um and then wait where was i going with this um you're just telling me the, i was asking how you felt when you saw the question. them oh okay when i when i when i felt i was with my brother the one that saw the the, the ufo land i was actually with him and a friend so it was it was all three of us saw, saw it. it wasn't just me and that was just kind of like like oh wow like because it, it was it was like big like whatever whatever it was like like i said i couldn't confirm that it was like a triangle but it, it seemed to look like a triangle it was very very hard to tell because it was like trans it was like transparent or camouflage seems to be what triangles but, um, do right like people talk about this when they're seen at night they look black and then when people yeah, and you can't even yeah i've heard other you can't people even see it yeah other people seeing what looks like a triangular shape in the sky kind of blocking out the like just the kind stars. of warping this not like during the day they're oh, like huh. they, like it distorts a cloud or whatever mm-hmm. it makes you wonder and i i just like have done some research on what our abilities to distort lights and all that stuff are mm-hmm. we can't we ourselves could do that mm-hmm. i can't roll out that we might be doing the triangles i just can't um and I don't think we're doing all of them. We certainly wouldn't be able to do a giant one like the that's like the size of a football field or multiple football fields. People have seen those too. Um, but, you know, some of our craft has definitely been inspired by other craft. So <laughs> I think we're doing some of it. <laughs> oh, no. You, you froze again. Uh, okay am i back yeah um, yeah um but no, i i do agree uh, i apologize i don't know what's going on but i do yeah i do agree with you that that's why that's why like i i can't like i can't say that it, that it was that it was that it was an actual like it, i can't say that it was a triangle because it's just it was just so hard to determine but what made me think it was like i was saying before I, because of the military helicopters and, and the jets like what but i mean they could still scramble them to to just lights in the sky also like that they've done that before too so you know um, i don't know there's so many questions when it comes to those triangles i guess one day mm-hmm. hopefully we'll find out what that's well, all so, about yeah, so what's yeah so what's but what's so what's weird is that was the last time i saw any ufos was in 2009 and um until until just recently until until january 28th of 2023 which happened to be the, the same day that the chinese balloon supposedly entered united states airspace over alaska um and that was actually two two lights that were together they were they're together and then there was a red light that was down down here and it it looked like they were moving up and like away, but there was there was clouds that were moving and it was really windy, so it could have been a, an illusion that they were moving. So 
they're probably just stationary and it lasted just like like a second um what alerted me was i was walking the dogs it's one of my um domestic duties <laughs> um i was walking the dogs and they both went in opposite directions which is not too unusual but then they both barked which is very unusual um 99.9 percent .9 of the time it's only one dog that barks so that kind of like i was just like hmm, that's weird and i think that's what made me look up at the sky and it was in the it was it was about 2 30 p.m and it was in the um south it was facing south like south um south southeast it was in southeastern direct direction and it was literally like i i went i had my phone think thankfully i by the time i pulled it out and opened the app to take the picture it was gone and i was like what <laughs> so did you did you do the due diligence that i um recommend to people like check and make sure it wasn't an airplane check yes and make sure... i i did check the radar yeah I, I always always check the radar it there was nothing on the radar and there was there was no military either um so so i don't know yeah i i, I, the, the, I feel like i i wasn't seeing things because because of the, because of the dogs i feel like the dogs sense sense something too mm -hmm. um and it, and it was also it was over by a <coughs> a park where there's um a pond so i think that that's interesting that it was over over water and oh by the way the the one in 2009 that i saw the last the last time before this year was also over a lake and um by the way this the lake was like a toxic lake like very Yikes. polluted lake and um i i heard that sometimes that they're they're over those like polluted areas and stuff like that yeah. like they'll see they'll see light people will see lights and stuff like that i've heard um, we recently had some other pollution serious pollution incidents so i'm curious to see if there's going to be a uap connection to those um so yeah so chris i was going to ask you between 2009 and 2023 has the sleep paralysis continued or sleep well, actually like the, the the whole my experience has actually started um re restarted again the day before um russia invaded ukraine and at that point i knew for a fact that it was going to happen like i remember you know everyone was like no it's not going to happen you know he's never going to invade and even all the way up to like literally like the day before people were saying no it's impossible but but that but so let me explain what was ha what happened it was um well it was february 23rd 2022 and i was walking the dogs like a normal thing that i do um in in the uh, my property we have like an acre and um all the all the grass was it was a uh, it was a it was cold it was cold cold morning and all the grass was was like uh, the dew that was overnight froze and all of the grass was frozen and I, the, but then I walked, walked to us. I walked up to a spot that looked like it was, it was like in the middle of, of the thing. It wasn't near like trees where like animals go. Usually like we have bears and stuff and they, they go because we have our properties lined by tr trees. The entire properties are lined by trees and like bears and animals will go along that, you know, line because I don't know, they like the cover of the trees or whatever. So it wasn't near there. It was in the middle. It was like in the middle of the yard and, and it was just like this patch of, of, of grass that was not 
frozen. It was it looked like something like pushed down on it. Like it was like three three feet wide by like maybe or maybe yeah, three feet wide, but maybe like a foot and a half wide. It was just like this indent. Like something just like was just like imprinted down. And I was like, what like what the hell is that? Is that like a, an imprint of energy from I don't know, Man, something that's gonna have, happen tomorrow? <laughs> you've had so and, many different experiences and I hope one day you're gonna <laughs> get to connection to figure out what is going on and like why they are all connected and why there seems to be some messaging going on. Um yeah, I, I mean, really it, do. I mean it actually really started with um I mean, when I, when I say when, when I 95, when I was abducted, what happened in 95, the Oklahoma city bombing. And then, and then 99, when I saw the, the Columbine thing happened. Um, and then, and then it was also before, before nine 11. And then also I was in New York the day before nine 11. And I, um, I had a premonition of nine 11 in New York city the day before, um, in, in lower Manhattan. And I, we, we actually drove past the World Trade Center. I, it was the first time I ever saw them close up. I, I had a weekend home in New York and we used to go there every weekend, me and my, my cousin actually. And um, so we were there probably, you know, maybe a dozen times before 9-11. We were there a lot more after 9-11 because we were young. We were, I was only 16. Like we, I don't even think we had, we didn't even have license to drive. We had permits and we still, but my cousin, she was pretty bad and she would steal, she would steal her mom's car and we would wow. go down to our house. But anyway, but anyway, we got lost in Lower Manhattan. We were, we were going home. Um, because we had tickets to see Conan O'Brien the day after 9-11. So we were going to stay, we were going to just stay for like, we were going to, I was going to, we were going to miss like two, three days of school or something like that. And I already had too many absences. So at the last minute I was like, I can't do it. We'll just leave, you know, on 9-11 we'll stay overnight and then we'll go see Conan O'Brien the next day. So we actually left, so we left Sunday, Sunday night, early Monday morning, 9-11 was on Tuesday. And it was just really last minute. And and then we somehow we got lost in Lower Manhattan. We drove past the World Trade Center. And I remember, I remember like how just, I, it was this, this moment in time that I had with the World Trade Center when we drove past it. And I was just in so much awe. Like it was the first time I ever saw them up close. And they were just so big. And I, I rolled down the window. I stuck my, I literally stuck my head out, look, tried to look to see the tops. And I was just in so much awe of just one building was just so big. And then there was two and it was just, I was just like, wow. And we got lost and we had to go to the bathroom. So we stopped and we got out, we, as we got out of the car, I, I saw a plane fly really low and I, it was just so low, just right over lower Manhattan. And, and I said to my cousin, why hasn't a plane ever crashed into, into a built into a building? And, um, and then, so the next day that happened and she said she never saw a plane, but I swear I saw a plane and I even heard the plane. But I don't know that that could have been a premonition, and and then yeah, then the, the next day that that happened, and it was just like I don't know. It's very much um, a, a thing that people who have had experiences talk about having premonitions, talk about kind of getting a sense of something is going to happen before it does. I've I've been called um, the harbinger of doom. And told to stop saying bad things are going to happen <laughs> because I get blamed because if I say it's going to happen and then it does, people think it's because I said it. 
So, yeah, I I can so relate. You feel, you've, yeah, yeah. So I I really try not to say anything anymore. One time though, I was really adamant. I was telling this kid, you know, this was when I was a kid. You have to stop playing in this room because you're going to get hurt. And sure enough, like he fell, he hit a table. He ended up having to, you know, call an ambulance and everything. And the mother came over and she's like, I should have listened to you. <laughs> like, because I was like, I told you not to do it. And, you know, it, I don't like go around just telling people to stop playing. Like there was something that told me that he needed to stop. But yeah, so I can relate. I don't, I think a lot of people probably could who are listening to this. There's a lot of people that have experiences like that. And we get told to be quiet. We get told that, you know, we're the harbingers of doom. <laughs> so, well, I, I can tell you after, after that experience of 9 11, I, I had, I had probably, I, I think I had two more. And, but I definitely, I, I never said, I didn't say anything about, about them. And, and it, it was basically like uh, what what happened was for it was just before the the 2011 earthquake in J in Japan, and then it was also before um, COVID, and it was just really weird. Like I didn't I didn't have like a premonition or anything. It was just like I would I I would, like for COVID COVID was really bad for three like I think it was like three years. I would wake up every day and it I I felt like it was like the last day I was going to be like, I, I, it was like dread. I was like dreading it. And then I would, I would and then it would, I, I just felt like it was the last day. Like this is the last day of your life, like for three years. And well, that's and very was, depressing, Chris, but I'm going to it, tell it is you kind of depressing, but, from but, a mental health perspective, I will say um, it has severely changed our society, even though people are trying to equate it to being like a super flu at this point. And a lot of people have stopped wearing masks and try to just go on and not worry about it. I deal with the children and the aftermath. And a lot of children no longer know how to socialize. Um, th that whole system that we had in place that convinced kids how important it was to be at school and to do well in school kind of got fractured. And a lot of people don't even like to go to work anymore. Like, <laughs> I mean, I even order my groceries now. I mean, I'll be honest, like I still do. Yeah, I know. And, and, and as soon as, you know, COVID hit that, that dread and, and that, that feeling that, that this was the last day on earth, just, it's gone. It, it went away. And it's the same thing, uh, sort of the same thing happened with, um, it wasn't as intense and as long lasting, or like it wasn't like many many years. But the, the similar thing happened before the the earthquake in, in Japan, and um, and then and then once it hit, like that all alleviated, and it just it just all went away, like almost like magic, and it's just like. <sighs> I don't know. So yeah, this it's weird. Part... It's weird. So so I don't know. Like I just feel like I feel like. I almost feel like I'm connected to to a timeline and everything and everything is just like already like planned out like and and somehow I'm I'm tapping into that like timeline or something like that like I don't know I don't well, I really Chris, don't know if you have more feelings of dread please let me know <laughs> <laughs> um well 
I've had, not right now. Don't tell me right now. I don't know if I want to hear it today. <laughs> but tell I, me. Well, I have to tell you that that my my anxiety did go up like three three weeks ago, like just un like unusually, like just a lot, like, and um, it's it's been going down. I I feel like it, it's starting to go down again. So I I don't know. I, Maybe it has I hope that to do I have a fighter pilot shooting down a whole bunch of objects. Right. Well, I mean, I think it happened. It started. It started a little bit before that. So, the, right. That's that's what I feel like. I feel like maybe it was. It was this whole thing. And and oh, so what I wanted to mention is the the whole like collective consciousness thing. I feel like maybe I'm a little bit tapped into that because because we, we all we were talking about for two weeks was was those those balloons and and I I had the extra high anxiety just before that happened as like as like you know what i mean like it was like something's gonna happen something's something's gonna happen and you're tapped into that collective consciousness type of thing maybe maybe that's what it is that that it could be tapped into or something but i don't know i don't know but i can I mean, tell yeah, you i don't know either <laughs> but that i i will purposefully try to access that gut instinct sometimes that other people ignore and i will try to use it to make decisions and usually that does guide me on the right path. And sometimes it helps me when I feel lost. So I feel a little bit like, am I trying to be a homing pigeon? I don't know. But I'm like, I will try to use my instinct as opposed to my brain to get unlost. And it works. I don't know why. Yeah. And and another thing I, I do is like, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And and I also do like, like I'll, I'll just like prepare, like just be prepared i don't know prepared for any like any kind of thing like natural disasters or or anything like that just you know what i mean like that that helps me like not lose sleep <laughs> is well is, i guess know, but i i would hope that we will get to a point where we grow up and we're not invading countries and we're not shooting anything and absolutely i really hope that like i really just feel our species needs to grow up and a lot of I think a lot yeah. of people are at that point where they are also feeling it that yeah. we're too, like we're too old to act like children <laughs> you know like that's the kind of feeling i have yeah. about our, our entire species in fact yeah. we are escalating at an exponential rate in the last 200 years we have really boomed and i feel like we're going to get to a point where it's ridiculous for us to be going backwards and not forward but I hope that other countries feel that way. I hope other people feel that way. And that we'll all, all of us who don't believe in hurting each other will be victorious personally. That's what I hope. But yeah. And, and you know, that kind of like wraps around to like what we were, we were talking about before. Like if, if we, if, it, you know, if we find out, you know, that there's life, life elsewhere in the universe that, that all religion will, maybe all religion will be um irrelevant anymore and and if you look like if you look what like i, I watched some of putin's speech and stuff and and it's really like it's like religious and it's just like this this history repeats itself like the wars that we fight are are really religious like it's like a, this this war that on our side it's, it's a moral freedom democracy you know and then him on putin's side it's like the survival of russia and you know communism um, yeah and, and but he he toned it like like religious and and it got me thinking like 
maybe that is like the next step is is like getting rid of religion because maybe that will like end war but i don't know we'll we'll find it we'll find another excuse probably for war and after you know it's funny you should say that because i heard a i heard some podcasters say that we're like a post-religious society and maybe politics became the new religion um for some people, I think they're more adamant about their politics than they are about going to a church or um, a temple. That, yeah, that, that is interesting. Some people, yeah, and and then also like people have made like science almost like into their like religion, almost. Um, yeah, that is interesting. Well, Chris, I um I have you passed the time that I was aiming for. And I want to give you a chance to say any final thoughts and to let people know where that they can find you. I know the time went well, real fast. I know it always does. <laughs> well, no, we had a, well, it was great. We had a great discussion and I, I talked about I, pretty much everything that I want to talk about, I think. Um, and, but, but um, I'm on Twitter at his mere cry, M E R E his mere cry. And um I, th- I I'm on spaces um and um yeah I hope I, I, on you up on Twitter I hope everybody will join and spaces is like I'm learning a lot of stuff about me like oh we didn't even talk about the remote viewing stuff but <laughs> I know remote viewing always ends up getting <laughs> you know connected but we will talk about you know it what? again yeah we I'm I I think this went well and I'm willing to do another one so um and we could talk about a lot more stuff then. Um, I, I thank you very much for having me. And um, I don't know. It, this was a, this was good. I, okay. Well, thank you I ho- very I hope, much. I, I hope everybody enjoyed it. And it wasn't yeah. boring. And, no, it's not um, boring. I think it's, um, you know, okay, it's really cool. interesting for people to get to listen to other people's experiences. So thank yeah. you very much, Chris, for coming in and sharing your experiences. And being one of those brave people that comes forward, um, more and more people will relate, especially because, you know, if anyone who was really listening, um, Chris wasn't like going over the top and he still has questions just like everyone else. I think people don't realize that even people who believe in UFOs and believe that we have higher intelligence and believe in consciousness also question things like we're just as questioning as as uh, the skeptics right Absolutely. in fact we might be as skeptical as the skeptics but we also Maybe. have have <laughs> yeah. some experiences that support the more believing side if that makes sense yeah. so mm-hmm. but anywho for those who are listening this was debs from debs data dojo part of the calling all beings podcast network you can find me with Calling All Beings on YouTube, or you can find me at the UFOConnector.com, with the UAP Medical Coalition, or across social media at A Study of UAPs, or at Study of UAPs. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. Take care. <laughs>